This, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. Have you ever been married to your career? And has that career interfered with your personal relationship, including your marriage? And sometimes it just feels like you're married to your career? Welcome to Married to Safety with Josh and Kayla Caldell. Hey, everybody, this is Josh and Kayla with Married to Safety. Wherever you are and however you may be listening, thank you so much for making us part of your day. Today, we're going to be kicking off this show like we do every show with a little bit of breathing exercise. So let's take a big, deep breath in and hold it all the way to the top. Feel your shoulders rise. Hold that for four, three, two, one. Breathe. One more time, all the way to the top. Shoulders up. Work out some of that tension. Four, three, two, one. Release. You always made me hold my breath for so long. I know. It's good. So what are we going to be talking about today? Perfectionism again. We're going to talk about perfectionism again. So if you didn't hear um, the last show, we talked about, you know, some of what we consider to be some of our downfalls with relationships as it relates to perfectionism. And today we're going to be talking about, you know, some of my employees in the past and what I've expected to them. And Kayla's going to talk a little bit about, you know, our son. We're both going to talk about both those things, but that's kind of how we're segueing this in is we're going to make sure that we both talk about something. So, right. Oh, you want me to go first? Absolutely. That's, that's what I want you to do. Okay. Well, so yes, we talked a little bit last time about like holiday perfection because I've struggled to be perfect over the years. But, you know, I say holiday, but then it's just in general. Like I I really have come a long way with trying to not be perfect. And I've really had to realize that with our son because let's face it, like, yeah, he's he's pretty He's pretty perfect, don't you think? He's a pretty cool kid. He is. I like him. He's an awesome kid. You should keep him. But we hear this a lot. We hear about our son being perfect and all those things. And we cringe when we hear that because nobody's perfect. And things may appear that way on the outside. But unfortunately, our son inherited my anxiety. That's and, awesome. <laughs> thanks, thanks for passing that on to him. That's a, right, that's a good thing. Right. At least it wasn't my curly hair. So, yes, it, we hear this a lot. And what I've had to realize is that we all pass that to our kids because we try to be perfect and make them perfect. And so it's just a real struggle. And... Josh and I were just talking, for those of you who don't know, our son is homeschooled and has been for a while. He, I do not homeschool him. He does an online academy, and it's amazing and a wonderful education that we are so happy that we chose to do that. We just couldn't find exactly what we were looking for in schools with foreign languages and things like that. So we did partial, which is called a university model for a while, which is three days in school, two days out, and they do all of the curriculum. And that was an amazing experience. And now we've transitioned to like an online academy. And this allows him to 
go to the Florida Film Academy, which is amazing also, might I add. And it's changed our lives because he finally found his people. And I think that that's the issue all along is we we were talking about fear earlier and fear and perfectionism kind of go hand in hand because we always are looking to make sure that we have all of the best things. And Josh and I have actually turned down opportunities because we couldn't find the right school in that location or, you know, what Xavier was needing and looking for. And then in the end, the change that we made with that move, even though we had to give up some things, turned out to be even better than what we had before. And we weren't expecting that. So I think that I really had to give up. I was always searching for things to do for Xavier and to make him perfect and to have this perfect life And once I let that go, I was able to help him find what he really needed. We were able to search out what he's really good at and loves. And we we were obsessed with him, like doing this dual enrollment and doing all these things. And it turned out to be a complete disaster for us because he wasn't able to do what he truly loves and be able to do what we were expecting of him. So we found a great place to meet in the middle, I think. And he's a part of a pre-college program where he does film and he's able to do his special effects makeup work that he does and build props. And this may not be the idea that we had, but that's actually accepting to be perfectly imperfect. I think is right. realizing that we are all different. But let's None go, let's go back to the first thing you said. You said that people always say, Oh, Xavier's so perfect. So let right. me, let me tell you about Xavier. Cause he, he really is a cool kid. He's my hero in every single way. He is um, everything I want to be. And, and I, I, I don't have it in me to be. And first and foremost, he's, he's had this attribute since the day he, he joined this world. He's got an amazing heart. He, he cares more about other people than he cares about himself. And he gets that from his mom. He doesn't get that from me, um, but he gets that from his mom. But he does. He's everybody's biggest cheerleader. So if somebody's excelling in something, he cheers them on and people notice that. And other people's parents, they, when they see him, you know, cheering on other kids and wanting them to do great, they're like, why can't my kid be like, well, your kid's perfect too our kid is far from, from perfect. He just has a big heart. And the other thing that's really cool about him, and he definitely didn't get this from, from me, he thinks before he speaks and he listens a whole lot more than he speaks. So that's just kind of the background behind Zave. He's a cool kid. And that's why other parents like, I wish my my kid behaved like him. Those comments are are pretty bad to Zave because that puts him in a weird place because mm-hmm. the other kids start looking at him a little bit funky. It's, and it, it puts us in a bad place. Yeah, and he's not trying to do anything special. He's just he's just being himself. Yeah, he's a listener. He's an amazing listener, and that really sets him aside. And so I think you have to be careful what you say because you don't know what people are dealing with at home because – Believe me, we have our issues and Xavier has his issues. And I mean, it's, it's tough to be, you know, one of the saddest moments that I've ever had um, with Zave is he actually told me one time, are you disappointed because I don't play sports? Because I played sports. I was never any good at them, but I played sports. 
and I love to watch football. I love sports. I loved, I, lo- I loved everything about it. And in my, in my mind, when we had him, he was a huge kid, by the way, he was 10 and a half pounds. And they were like, Oh, he's the new next university of Tennessee linebacker. Turns out that's not the case. So he's not into <laughs> sports. He, he just doesn't do it, but and he's tiny now. He's not tiny anymore. He's, he's tall, he's awesome. but, he's yeah. but he does exactly what he wants to do. He loves prosthetic makeup, art design. He's, he's an artsy fartsy kind of kid. And I didn't understand that. And it was so sad to hear him say, are you sad because I don't play sports? I can't imagine another life now. I can't imagine him doing anything other than chasing his dream, which is what he's doing right now. So there's this perfection thing that Kayla and I went through. I mean, me as a father, her as a mom, you know, you're looking at, okay, how are we supposed to raise him? Make sure you do everything right. I remember the first time a pass, a pacifier dropped on the ground. We might as well just have gone and bought a new one. Kayla made me wash it like 18 times. There was some chlorine involved. There was an extra sanitizing wash. It was crazy. A couple months later, we're wiping it off on our jeans and popping it back in his mouth. You know, (laughs) things change. And so this perfection, you know, this idea of perfection, you can never achieve perfection. Nobody's perfect. Our son is awesome. He's far from perfect. And we have come to realize um, he, he was a straight A student until this last semester. And he made his first B. And it was one of the most joyful things that I've ever experienced because I watched him. He was waiting to see if we were going to yell. And to preface that, we don't ever talk to him about grades. We don't ever say you have to make an A. All we say is try your best, bud. And so somewhere along the line, he had gotten it in his mind that he had to be perfect. He had to have these perfect grades. So much stress. And to watch the anxiety melt off of this kid's face when he said, I, I made a B and I was like, man, but you did really good. That's awesome. And and you, you tried really hard and I saw a total change in him, more confidence. You know, he wasn't perfect and he was totally happy with being imperfect. And that taught us a lot as well, because, you know, you try your best. That's all anybody ever wants. If anybody expects perfection, you might as well dissolve yourself of that relationship right now because it's never going to happen. Right. And Let's just talk about how all of that evolves with, you know, each other. They they all interact because I was expected to be perfect with grades. And that's a very difficult topic for me. And with my son, people would always expect him to say, you know, oh, I got these grades. And there was even money involved. You know, some people pay for grades and we've never done that. And. So I realized that there was some stress on him years ago. And I asked him at that point, do you just want me to not mention grades anymore? Like, you know, to grandparents and things like that. And he was said, you know, just, oh, yes, mama, please. Like this way. And he was a straight A student. But that feeling that if he didn't make that perfect grade, he had to tell someone that made him that stressed out that he was, you know, feeling anxiety and stress and fear. And I hated that. And so I started to tell him at that point, I want you to learn this to learn. I would rather you make a B or a C. I don't care as long as you learn 
what you are studying. Don't just learn it for a test or a quiz. Learn it to empower yourself and don't worry about a grade. And I think that we can all take from that because we all put so much pressure on ourselves. And what we should be doing is just doing things to enjoy it, to bring joy to our lives, to bring laughter to our lives. And yes, we want to strive to be our best, but let it in there be our best. So let's talk about me being a really good boss. And let's talk about me being an awful boss because I've been both of those things. Mm. And um, so I've I've got a pretty serious problem. Um, When I, when I first got into the safety world, people always said to me, oh, you're not a typical safety person. And on its face, you're like, oh, wow, that's awesome, right? I'm not a typical safety person. Well, what do they think about safety people? Well, then I I tried everything to not be a typical safety person. I would go out of my way to make sure I wasn't a typical safety person. And what ended up happening is I've had a lot of amazing people that I've been able to call teammates that, that essentially work for me. But let's call them teammates. And I would communicate so much to them. I would say, look, you have to act a certain way. You have to have leadership. You have to do this. You have to do that because you never want to be perceived as a normal safety person. And I would communicate it and communicate it and communicate it. And it was very stressful for the people that worked for me because I was there for them. I encouraged them. I, I wanted them to be their very best every single day. But the way that I communicated it is you have to be your best every single day to be taken seriously, to not be a normal safety professional. So there's probably a lot of people that I owe apologies to that have worked for me in the past that I've been a little too hard on that I have had these huge expectations from. And when that first came about is if, if anybody's ever been through a 360 um, review where you, you actually get some really, really good feedback from some of your peers. Um, I, I got the normal, Oh, you're doing great. You're doing great. And then I got hit with this huge, just punch in the stomach that says, you know, some of your people have a really hard time working for you. And they said, it's not your, it's not your attitude. You're absolutely supportive. You would go to the ends of this, the earth for these people, but they are very stressed out because you expect perfection. And, you know, when you get told something like that, you're, you're taken aback and you say, uh, first, first you get defensive. Then you're like, oh, that maybe who was it? Tell me who it was, but it's everybody. And when you realize that perception is reality and if, if people, especially the people that you support, the the people on your team think that you expect perfection, that's never going to happen. And so it totally changed the way that I tried to lead people. And I am everybody's biggest fans. And Kayla's actually said to me before, not everybody is a rock star, Josh, not everybody has aspirations. Not everybody. Some people are totally okay with this. Well, I want them to be so much more. It doesn't matter what you want. Some people, that's what they want to do. And there's, there's some funny things um, that you can read online, but 
you know, one of them is this, um, this, this girl that goes to college and her dad's a janitor. And he says, just make sure you don't tell anybody that I'm a janitor because people will make fun of you. That individual is probably the happiest human being on earth. Could be the happiest human being, whether he's a janitor or whether he's doing, you know, pathological, uh, um, you know, investigations for cancer or some, some other, you know, duty as a career. Whatever you're doing is, is what may, if it makes you happy, it's perfect. And you don't have to be perfect at it to be perfect. All you have to do is be happy and find joy in what you're doing. If you dread work, you're, you're never going to be perfect. You're never going to be happy. If you're happy in what you're doing in your hobbies and your family and your, in your life, my goodness, where, where can you go from there? Right. I, I totally agree with you. And I, this brings up so, so many, we need, I'm going to record that over and over and over again. I'm just going <laughs> to listen to it. Did you guys hear? She said, I totally agree with you. So that's right. amazing. Right. No, I do. And it brought up so many things for me because I too have worked with people for people. People have worked for me and I probably owe a lot of apologies too, because I have just realized in my life that being a perfectionist has caused so many problems, not just for myself, but for all of those around me. Cause I did expect them to be like me and I'm not perfect either. And so this is a huge problem for so many people. And I really encourage you to just take a step back and realize that being perfect is not a thing. Nobody is perfect. And we're missing out on the joy of things. You know, some of my favorite jobs, I probably took away all the joy because I was trying to be perfect. I don't even know how you're doing that in some jobs. Like my first job, I wore like dinosaur shoes in the mall and sold them and barky dogs. But I still tried to be perfect. I thought there was a good way to wear those dinosaur shoes. And I have ruined so many things just trying to be perfect So take a look around you and see whose life you might be messing up or how you're messing up your own life by trying to search for perfectionism. Now, we're going to have to talk about this on another show. There's there's, there's too much meat left on the bone here. There is, and we have a really good topic coming up in our next one. I've got it. I'm excited to hear about it. We're going to have an offline discussion about that, and we will (laughs) see you guys on the next show. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Thank you for listening to us. We really appreciate it. And we hope we're helping you and benefiting you in some way. Just remember, no fear, no regret, just breathe. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen. Safety FM. Changing safety cultures. One broadcast and one podcast at a time.